Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome into another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Alan, I must say right off the bat, first and foremost, this hat, not indicative of how I'm feeling on this misery you, Monday. You gotta get a different hat. I gotta get a different hat, you know. See, uh, yeah, I actually, so I've looked at the same place that I had this one at. They do not have just like the opposite of this, like a frowny face. I know that those exist. I'm gonna have to look elsewhere. I was hoping to get the exact same thing, just a frowny face, but, uh, fly. Alan, how was, uh, how was the trip to Cleveland? It was, uh, it was okay. It was, uh, I didn't have a great weekend either. Uh, I'll be honest. Like, uh, I had a computer problems, uh, you know, but whatever, get through it. Steelers. You were in the AFC North trenches as well. I was. I was, I was playing some 500 ball this weekend. Um, but, uh, you know, like, it is what it is. Steelers uh, not looking great. Not helping matters, certainly. Um, boy, was that game a it was a chore to cover. Like, there was, that, yeah. there was, there was not a lot going on there. Like, it's does not make the like i don't need them to win i don't you know i don't really care but like it does not make the job easy when uh like basically nothing happened for like three quarters of that game Mm -hmm. yeah i mean if you are a impartial fan what reason did you have for that to be the game that you were tuning into (laughs) even if you're a partial fan like give them something to care about i don't know man it was bad bad. there was there was not much happening uh, yeah, and, and I feel like at the end of the day, we're back to where we've been like a hundred times over again, where like everybody's yeah. mad and everything's awful. And like, man, I don't know, like on one hand, like that was a bad game, but like, it's a game. It's like, if, if you're, if your feelings about this team are changing dramatically based on the events of the last 24 hours, you're probably doing it wrong. Like it just is what it is. Like they, they, you know, it's, it's a really, it, you know, like it, they're probably pretty good team. Like they are, like, they're not like, they're like, this is not the place where we need like, Oh my God, fire everybody like drastic changes. They're six and four, very comfortably in playoff position. They're probably going to be the team we thought they were. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to try. I understand the hysterics I've seen from the fan base today. I, I think it all goes back to, one thing i think a lot of it is one person i think it's what they're seeing from the quarterback kenny pickett 
week in, week out. Now seeing him go head-to-head in this game, think a lot of people considering this just like an easy win, fifth-round rookie DTR on the other side, thinking that there's no way the Steelers are going to lose this football game, uh, even with the injuries that the Steelers had on their defense going against that offense. And to see the way Kenny Pickett played, the way that they ran the ball, but he wasn't able to support them in any way in the, with the passing game. I think that is probably why week in and week out, like the result obviously is going to play a lot into it, but especially when they lose, it's even going to be more magnified. And I think that's the way, the reason, um, not the way, the reason that the conversation is what it is today, Alan, is because of the way that the quarterback looked once again. Yeah. I mean, I, he wasn't very good. Um, I'm not sure he was like any, like, it was, you know, you have to like, it, what was the final what was the final line for Pickett there? I mean, and then compare it to the final line for Green Bay and like now compare the difference in quality of the defense. I mean, I think that's where Mike Tomlin's postgame press conferences hit yeah, the mark. He was 15 right? of 28 for 106 yards, three sacks taken, added four, four carries for nine yards. Okay. And then, you know, so, so, he has 106 yards passing, 62 passer rating. The week before mm-hmm. against Green Bay, he had 126 yards passing and a 75 passer rating. I mean, comparing the difference between Green Bay's defense and Cleveland's defense, that's basically the same performance. Like it's the same game. Like, yeah. it, it's not, like I did not think that he was some new kind of awful in this game. I just think he's been the guy that he's been now. Obviously, you hope that he can improve and get better, and not seeing that is frustrating. But man, like I don't know, I didn't think it was. Uh, it's the same stuff. With, it's the same. It's funny because it's the same stuff I've been seeing from Kenny for two years. That like before we used to get Matt Canada yelled at and got chance for Matt Canada to be fired, and now we want to f- bench the quarterback. It's all the same stuff. Like I, I don't know. Like I honestly thought that was probably Canada's worst game of the year in terms of play calling, it was really one of the very few times where I thought that they were obviously doing the wrong thing. A lot of the time, Mm -hmm. it was pretty clear early on, they were running the ball. Okay. And they didn't do it enough. They didn't get Jalen. Jalen Warren's first touch came in the second quarter. Like, I don't know, like that can't happen. I'm not saying that he needs to dominate the carries, but he's got to be involved in the game plan earlier. Uh, And, and then when it was pretty clear that he had a thing going, I, I thought they didn't do enough of it. Like, like I, I, I'm all like, I don't think that like Najee Harris needs to never play and that Jalen Warren needs to play every snap, but in a, right. in, the, in within the context of a certain game, it, it's very clear that like one of them is going a lot better than the other mm-hmm. one. I think the Steelers need to be a little bit more aggressive in just turning to the obvious hot hand when that happens. Like, Jalen Warren had 14 yards of carry and Najee Harris had two and Najee Harris was still on the field losing five yards, by the way, like in the fourth quarter uh, on the, on the last offense on the next to last offensive drive where they had a really good chance to score. Like why it was clear that Warren was a better back yesterday. That's not going to be the case every day, every game. Sometimes they're going to need both of them. Like I'm fine with, but they've got to be a little bit more flexible to be able to get the guy that that is doing well into the into a bigger part of the game plan especially when Najee's just not you know not doing that well and so uh I, I thought I thought really Canada really held them back in this game more than he has in most 
Um, yeah. And then the, the things with Pickett were again, like there was a little bit of inaccuracy, but it was a lot of not being on the same page with his receivers, like a lot, mm -hmm. especially Deontay Johnson. Mm -hmm. um, but like, okay, by the end of the game, it was pretty clear that, the, that Kenny and Deontay just didn't have it like that day. Like they were not feeling each other. They were not making the same reads. It was not comfortable. It was not in sync. The last drive of the game, it's three more passes to Deontay Johnson. Like I, if you, yeah, I, yeah, I, if you get me to that point in the game, Jalen Warren is cooking, killing, uh, nothing to Deontay Johnson is working at all. Why are those the throws? Like, where's the, get the ball to George? Get the ball to Warren. Those are the guys making play. Like, I, I don't know. I really felt like the play calling let the Steelers down in a pretty significant way. That it has that. I'll say that's the difference. Is that Kenny has really struggled all year. The play calling was much better the last two games, and I felt like this game represented a regression in a lot of ways. Yeah. In terms of they 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 gave back some of that progress they had made. Right. It, we're talking about Kenny and like whether this is obviously you don't want this to be be the solution for a guy that you took in the first round and you hope is the guy. But he didn't even have to be a part of this yesterday. Like, we didn't have to be having this conversation because they could have won this game despite his performance, just putting the ball in Jalen Warren's hands more. If this game, like, like why did he throw the ball 30 times? Like, mm -hmm. 40, what do they have? 32, 30, 34 dropbacks? Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it, that, that, that part of it was was baffling to me. Um, you knew it wasn't going well. You knew the offense, like, and look, there's lots of like the offensive line stunk. They 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 may have had their worst game in a while. Certainly, their worst game with Broderick Jones in the lineup since they went to this mm -hmm. these five. Uh, they yeah. couldn't protect Kenny from the first snap all all throughout the game. But it, again, like, if you know you're going to struggle to block Miles Garrett, why, like, you see what the Cleveland Browns did, right, with Dorian Tom. Thompson Robinson, they knew they couldn't block TJ and Alex Highsmith. The ball was out fast. Everything was short. They ran the ball a ton. They even ran on third and long. They didn't even put him in any position for negativity. Like they, they, they had the game plan for what the Steelers should have been doing. Like Canada was so thoroughly out coached in this game by the guy on the other side, dealing with the same and even a worse problem, really. I mean, like no one out there in the NFL right now, if you'd be like, you could acquire Dorian Thompson Robinson or Kenny Pickett for the same fifth round draft pick right now. We're going to make a trade like zero of 31 opposite GMs are picking DTR over Pickett. Like none, like the guy has talent, like, but, but, but the Steelers aren't getting it to work and the Browns figured it out. Like I, like that, that part was really frustrating to watch. Like, I, I just think that's, that's the, that was the bigger, maybe not the bigger problem because I think Kenny's, lack of development is a huge big picture problem, but it's why they mm -hmm. lost that game when they've won the last couple. Right. And, and you know, that's a good point is so game plan wise, didn't seem like they had the right thing in place offensively, but even within the ebbs and flows of the game, when you see what's working and what's not to kind of go away from it, nine carries for Jalen Warren, who led the lead in rushing by the way, this week, despite only having nine carries and 12 total touches, and now five of which. And now is first in the league in yards per carry. Yeah. 
I mean, un- unbelievable, unfathomable to me to look back on this game and look back at what he was able to do in this game and say that they got away from that. You mentioned that last drive, you know, 0 for 3 to Deontay Johnson. I, again, like, it- it's hard to say for sure, but I just feel like if he's, if he gets two touches there, you're getting into Boswell range just based off what he was able to do in this game. Yeah. And even if they're like, just give me a check. To, like, that's the one place right. like, that's yeah. the thing that they're good at. That's the one mm-hmm. place where it's perfect. You have the time. Spread everybody out. Run some guys deep. Run some guys to the flats. If you don't have a sure thing, like, that's exactly what you only needed. They were at the, you know, you only need 35 yards. Like, get, go get 10 at a time. Like, they had the time. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't think a lot of that made, like, n- none of it made sense. The game plan coming in didn't make sense. And then there was a poor adjustment to the facts on the ground of the game. And I think the game plans have been better the last couple of weeks, uh, but you know, not adjusting to the way the game goes has been, I think a candidate thing for a while. Like I think we've seen that over and over yeah. again, where this is not the first time that this has happened in a game like this. And so I think a lot of the, fr- like the, the, the reasonable frustration to me is that the Steelers are in a position where a lot of things are bad and there are no obvious or easy solutions. Uh, Deontay Johnson said it today. He was like, it's not like there's no magic bullet. Like there's nothing to do. There's no switch to throw to fix the problems with the Steelers offense. It it doesn't matter. Like there's you, all that they can do is go back to practice and try to chip away at it. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing to do. There's no there's no there's no way to fix it. No magical way anyway. It's just just hard work yeah. and, and and trying to get better. Well, and you know, we talked about the communication thing, and obviously you don't have the answer for this. No one necessarily does because if we did, we wouldn't be having this conversation and they would just be able to fix that. But, you know, it just surprises to me that they seem this far apart in terms of the page that they're on. Like cuz to me, coming out of college like the, the intangible stuff that Kenny Pickett brought to the table, like the accuracy, his pocket or not his pocket presence, his ability to go through progressions, his ability to make things happen uh, outside of the structure of plays and just like be that guy in the locker room. Like to me, that's why it's so odd that he isn't on the same page, especially with Deontay Johnson, seemingly more than the other pass catchers. I, again, I said that you don't have the answer to this, but how, how is it that we have the quarterback and your number one pass catcher this far apart? I don't know. It, it and it's not like it's you know so much of it is just like feel. Like it's not like I mean there were a couple times where like Deontay ran one route and pick it through yeah. the other. Like that that can't happen. That's kind of inexcusable. But what's very excusable is like okay, if you look at the first down play on the last drive of the game, okay? They have twin outs to the right side. Like uh, Deontay's running like a five yard route and George is running like a 10 yard route. And they're both kind of over there. Right. Mm-hmm. And you see like Deontay goes up and he just makes like a little bit too much contact with his receiver. It kind of looks to me like Deontay is thinking that the ball is going to George where he's just sucking up that, def- that defender and making sure that he doesn't go up into the second level. And then he turns, he turns a little bit later than Kenny's expecting. The ball comes to him. It's incomplete. Um, I, I don't know. Like th- that's such a, it, it's such a small thing. Like it just didn't seem like Deontay was ready for the ball. 
I don't know if like that's a progression thing where he thought he should be lower. You know, I don't think Kenny sees the field very well. I don't think he has at any point in his career. I don't think that that's controversial at this point. Like there's, if you go back and look at this tape, there's open guys all over that, that, that were not yeah. being found and not being hit. And then sometimes there were, you know, other issues too. Like the, I talked about the protection, you know, but it just seems like there's a lack of like confidence and not like, Oh, I can't do it. Confidence. It's like, Oh, he's going to be there. Confidence. Like, 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 mm-hmm. like where is, oh, oh, he's coming out of his, like, it just seems like every throw made with anticipation is wrong. And every throw made without anticipation takes too long to develop and he gets sacked. Like that's, that seems like what happened all the time. Like when he tried to be decisive, and put his foot down and make a throw and say, okay, here's the read. This is where the guy's going to be. The guy wasn't there. And when he waited and you know tried to get a guy to show him his hands and be open, he got sacked or he got chased from the pocket. Uh, and so I think that was like, that's sort of an underrated part of like, okay, here's what the Browns did. Why didn't the Steelers do what the Browns did? Well, they kind of tried to. They just threw like 100 incompletions uh, on those those plays that should be pretty easy. And I don't really understand how you get to this point in the year and that's happening. It doesn't doesn't really make sense. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Deontay Johnson did miss a bunch of time. And, they, and Kenny and him have not been on the same page most of the year, really. I mean, you remember the pass in the end zone against Jacksonville, right? Kenny wanted him yeah. to stop. Mm-hmm. He kept going through behind him. Um last week against green bay there's the one where he breaks off the route and throws his arm up and kenny doesn't see it like this has been a thing that's been happening over and over again where it just doesn't feel like deontay and kenny are on the same page and the weird thing is is that i don't see it happening in practice like i see the connection in practice and then it doesn't Mm. translate to the field i'm not sure why that's that's going wrong um you can't i mean the way Kenny's struggling, like he can't have that. Like he can't have, and the, you know, the other part of it is like, I don't know, you know, Deontay's flipping out on the sideline, you know, like that's not helping anything. He's a pro. I understand he's frustrated, but uh, that's not going to make it better. I, I don't know how they can fix that, but they've got to find a way to be better at it than what they were in this game. It's, it's the thing is like a lot of it is just so confusing to me, both within like, you know, obviously their connection, but just like some things that have just been so much lower from Kenny's perspective than than we both agreed on in the past that we just didn't think we would see with him, like the floor being so much lower, which I want to get your take on this because I put a post on X. Don't get me wrong. This is just my opinion. I'm not, I don't claim to be, you know, the have the most ballage of the people out there. Um, but I said the thing with Canada to me is he's like is the ceiling of the offense is going to be capped. But I feel like they're not even able to play at what the floor should or could be because of the quarterback play that they're getting right now. What do you think about that? Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's 100% correct. I think that if if you had, like, okay, Patrick Mahomes is ridiculous. Like, let's just pick, like, an above average, like, solid professional quarterback. If you had Kirk Cousins, Kirk, Kirk Cousins yeah. right? <laughs> Get Kirk Cousins in this offense. Is it going to be a top 10 offense? Like, probably not. Like, it's going to be, like, average or slightly above average, right? Like, that's Mm – and that's because the concepts they're calling are not good enough. 
The plays are not good enough. The play calling is not consistent enough. Like those hold back the ceiling of the offense. But why isn't this offense 15th instead of what are they like 28th? It's mostly the play of the players on the field. And recently it's mostly been the quarterback. Like the running game has been going okay the last few weeks. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's really what it comes down to. Um, Now, like, do you bench him? I don't know. Like, I, I don't think that that solves anything. Like, I don't, I don't believe that that is a better option really for anyone. Um, we've seen what Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph have to bring to the table. I don't think anyone mm-hmm. thinks it's a long-term solution. What is this yeah. team playing for if not a long-term solution? Like, it's not like this is a team that's like, like. Kirk Cousins away from winning the Super Bowl. Like, I, I don't know. Like, where I, I just don't like what's the thought process that makes playing a backup quarterback a better option? I, I don't know. I don't like even if like, I don't really think that they would, but even if you said, even if you could look into the future right now and say, like, if the Steelers play backup quarterback the rest of the year, they'll win one more game than if they play Kenny Pickett the rest of the year. Like, would that even make sense to do, even if it won you one more game? Hmm. Well, I get it. Would it keep them in or out? Would it? Is it the difference between making the playoffs? I think they're in the playoffs almost no matter what. Like I, they'd have to. Really I agree, play. but I'm just they'd saying, really like in that case, that one game there. Yeah, but I mean, like I don't know, like what? Let's say no. Let's say. Uh, yeah, like let's say let's say yeah, let's say that's the difference between nine and eight and ten and seven, between like definitely in the playoffs and like kind of a coin flip. I still don't even know if it's really like is is it is that worth it compared to another half a season of potential development from your first round pick to go into the off season that much more sure of what you have in Kenny Pickett? Like, I just don't. When you draft a quarterback with your first round pick. I think you, as a franchise, you kind of like you basically have tied your fate to his for a few years. Like what's best for Kenny is what's best for the Steelers. And I just don't see how it's not what's best for Kenny to keep playing. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, that is an interesting I might just, question. Here's what I will say. I think that Mike Tomlin should consider something of a quicker hook than he's had where if in a game things are just not going well okay Mm -hmm. all right maybe like hey we're losing by 10 halftime let's see what mitch has today like it's just not the the, but the one thing i will say is that kenny hasn't turned the ball over which would be the one way like that that would happen right is if he turned the ball over so i don't know um but i think maybe that would be something to consider um but i still think even if you know mitch came in and was okay unless he just but look look we know what mitch is gonna do like it's not like not like we're just waiting for the next mitch performance to like come break out like he he is who he is he's what 27 years old like it's we know what kind of quarterback he's gonna be it might win you a game but it's not like it's gonna change the fortune of your season like it's mm-hmm. gonna be what it is. 
So why why just waste the rest of the year with that? I don't when you could be like it's not like there's anything physical about this job that Kenny Pickett can't do. It's all about his ability to read defenses and gain confidence and comfortability with his wide receivers to be able to make the kind of throws you have to make to be an NFL quarterback. He's got to go like win or lose, he's got to go do it. Like I just don't see how how benching him fits anything. I'd love to hear your your perspective on that though. I I'm so back. I, I can agree um in game about uh, for sure about you know having a quicker hook and making a change. But I agree like this is the biggest question that they need an answer to long term is Kenny Pickett. So I just don't see a world, especially when again, you know it's not like you have like a mid-round pick that you haven't seen play in a game yet sitting behind him that you would like to get a look at. You've gotten enough looks in my opinion at Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph to know the answer to those questions. I would rather figure out the Kenny Pickett question than play either of those two. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, even if the answer is negative, even if you just get through the year and you're like, man, mm-hmm. he's just not it. Yeah. You know, I said this earlier today on a, on a radio hit was like, you know, the Steelers have an algebra problem and they, the, the, what they have right now is a plus B equals a negative number. And when you have that, well, sometimes one of those is negative and the other one's positive. And sometimes one of them's positive and the other one's negative. Sometimes they're both negative. Like the Steelers could end yeah. up with this season thinking like, Hey man, Canada's not the guy and Kenny's not the guy, but that information mm-hmm. is useful in its own way. Like I would rather, I would rather go into the off season saying like, man, we tried everything we could think of and we are just sure that Kenny Pickett is not the guy than to play Mitch Trubisky to win one more game. Maybe, maybe not even, and then have no idea what you're doing next off season. Like, I don't think that's better. Right. And it's not like, you know, some of these other teams around the league where they poured a ton of assets into him being the, you know, the franchise guy. Like, like if it doesn't work out, okay, you spent the 20th overall pick on a quarterback and obviously Canada's contract is up as well at the end of the season. So I don't necessarily see them going that route, at least quarterback wise. Um, But I wanted to ask you, because this has been a hot topic and you actually got involved in the conversation on X today in terms of them making changes, not necessarily just the quarterback, just them being willing to make changes uh, and maybe admit mistakes that they've made in making those changes, because some people think that they are, you know, not only risk adverse on the field, but also in their personnel decisions and aren't willing to do so to admit their faults. Yeah, I don't really understand this. Like, I think there's this idea that the Steelers are this, like, that that, that they, like, refuse to make changes. And I'm not really sure why that is. We've seen quite a few this season alone. Right. Like, I mean, I just don't – I'm not quite sure I, I understand that. Here's what I'll say about this, is that the Steelers got to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. And who the Pittsburgh Steelers are is one of the premier franchises in not just football, but all of professional sports. They yeah. got to be the Pittsburgh Steelers when they stopped managing their franchise by the seat of their pants and acquired a level of stoicism that they did not have before that. If you know anything about the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know that they fired 100 coaches in 30 years you know, and traded all their draft picks perpetually and they never got any better. And then Dan Rooney and Chuck Noll found a better way. 
They wanted to build through the draft. They wanted to have their own players. They wanted to be they want they they wanted to be patient. They wanted to understand the value of stability, and they learned that lesson, and they learned it pretty well, and they've applied it pretty spectacularly. Uh, if you're my age, you remember a time when people wanted to run Bill Cowher out of town, and then he won a Super Bowl after that, right? Um, th- there is a value to the way the Steelers think long-term that I think runs generally pretty contrary to the instinct of fans. Fans are short for fanatic. They're reactionary. They want the backup quarterback every time there's an incompletion. They want people fired every week. Literally saw a poll today that like 53% of people want Mason Rudolph to start against the Bengals. And I'm just like, why, 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 why? That and that's hilarious to show that we've gotten to that point. You want to talk about people running people out of town? If I'd have given a poll, like there, there's been like maybe thirty times over the last ten years that I'd given a poll where like fifty percent of people like should Mason Rudolph be allowed to exist as a human being? Fifty percent <laughs> of Steelers fans would have voted no. Like right. y'all would have yeah. killed if if this was Survivor, you'd have voted him off the island uh, half a decade ago. But now you want him to be the starting quarterback, like. <laughs> Uh, Full circle moment. This the Steelers love Steelers fans love to poke fun at the Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Browns and all these other organizations that are not stable and that don't understand this and the success that it has caused the Steelers and the failure that they can all watch it happen uh, to those teams right up until the Steelers fail to live up their expectations. And then they're like, damn it, fire everyone. Like then they're like that. That's all, all. It all goes out the window. You all, you all understand why Jimmy Haslam and, and Daniel Snyder and all those people that have failed at owners have failed at owners because they think just like you. <laughs> that's why, that's why they're not any good at it because they are reactionary people and that, like, look, look at the Cleveland Browns right now. Like, look at the Cleveland. This is how you get to be the Cleveland Browns. Is like the Deshaun Watson trade is is not you know it, you're just not satisfied with the way things have been. You got to shake it up, right? You got to make big changes. Like, all right, well, let's throw 160 million dollars at a guy and three first round picks, and yeah, man, big changes are not the way that successful organizations are run like that's not how it works and uh i think the steelers understand that i I understand but that doesn't mean they're afraid to make changes like they make plenty of changes um i just think there's this like they're not going to make a change prematurely you know and look they get things wrong i'm not saying they're infallible i just think the Mm -hmm. idea that the steelers are like not going to do something because they're afraid to do something is it's kind of crazy. I think mostly the Steelers think they know more than you about the thing that you think that they are afraid to change. Yeah, that's it. They, they've made plenty of changes this year right. in like, terms of if you you're know, broad thinking, the Steelers won't do this because they're afraid to do this. What the reality is, is the Steelers think that you're wrong and that they should not do that right now. Now, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're right. Like they're wrong all the time. Everyone in sports or pretty much every business is wrong all the time, but it's not for fear of change. I do think they have an organizational lens that skews towards stoicism. um, But I don't think that matters in like micro decisions, like 
how many carries should Jalen Warren? Like, they're not not giving carries to Jalen <laughs> Warren because Bill Austin traded too many first round draft picks in the 1950s. Like, that's like that's not that's you know th- those those two things aren't related. Like, yeah, yeah. Anytime that people are talking about the changes that the Steelers don't make or that they think that they are afraid to make, they're talking about the offensive coordinator. Now they're talking about the quarterback and Jalen Warren getting more touches than Najee Harris. I would say those are the three. Yeah, I mean, they're not like I. I really don't think they're going to bench Kenny Pickett. I'm pretty sure they're not going to fire Matt Canada. I think they probably should find a way, as we have discussed on this show many times, to yeah, stop taking Jalen Warren off the field for a wide receiver or an extra tight end and play both mm-hmm. running backs at the same time, because Jalen Warren is one of your five best eligible players. Najee Harris probably is too. Yeah, like like those like those are two of the five. Uh, they need more of them on the field together. It will solve most of this problem, I think. Like, yep. And and that is not anyone afraid to change. That is a lack of ability, but it is not a like. <laughs> these ideas don't. And I guarantee you that here's not what happened. Somebody in the Pittsburgh Steelers like, hey, I have this great idea that fixes all our offensive problems, and somebody else went. Nah, <laughs> what happened is the lack of the first thing, right? That that's where that's where we are right now. Yeah, Alan, I have a surprise for you before we get out of here. We just got All this right. uh, sent to us a little bit before we started recording here from our boy Tyler Hernley. I've not seen this, so I have no idea what I'm what I'm getting into. Oh my word! You know we're recording this late, and I apologize. I had some technical difficulties, mm-hmm. and now I'm very glad that I did because. We would not have had this beauty. Yeah, Winchester, Virginia. So shout it out to literally Winchester. Literally, like, I mean, can we get a side by side of that <laughs> and the logo? Because I feel like we may have inadvertently, like, actually ripped this person's van off. Like, that is pretty much exactly what we're going. Yeah. For. Like, imagine if they had Steelers written on the the yellow there or the gold there in the middle. Right. Like, yeah. That is. That's impressive. I mean that's exactly what 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 we're all about here. That that's a Steelers afternoon ride. Yeah. I also love so, that it is that. I, I also love that it is spotted at the gas station because as someone <laughs> that has owned one of those vans, I can tell you they only go about 50 feet between Phillips. Uh so <laughs> like most of the time you see this van, it will be at the gas station. Uh mm-hmm. I believe that we need to rate this. Yeah, on our mm-hmm. scale of zero to six Lombardi trophies, man, do I love this! I it's not you know, there's not there's no flash, there's no pizzazz, right? But this is it's, like it's, you said, I mean, it's what we're looking for. It's basically the logo, man. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty. I think I'm gonna go, I think I'm gonna go 5.8 for Lambert here. On this five point eight for Lambert five point eight that's a high score that that it was is. the second highest score we've we've given uh, mm-hmm. so we had six Lombardis for the uh, for our Steelers Hummer with the autographs yeah. and pictures and everything right. else on it uh, that woman was also from Virginia now she well, what is it with Virginia Virginia is apparently the the second home of Steelers the hotbed yeah. Um, and also, wasn't the truck 
from the Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, that's where Tyler. Yeah, that was Tyler's in Virginia too. It was. Yeah, Apparently, it was. if you just want your insane Steelers vehicles, or maybe like they just love us in Virginia, and that's why we keep getting keep getting content mm-hmm. there. I saw one. I was on my way home uh, on Wednesday night, like late, and I was driving on the Parkway, and I passed one, but I could not like I like I was like mm, yeah. Well, I, I, I was like <laughs> I can't like hold my phone out the window and like you know I. You know, I I need like a a way to if it was in traffic or something I could have done it, but I, you know it was it was evening and and it was dark out and I just couldn't get a good couldn't get a good view of it. But uh, right, man, that's quite nice. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the uh, the double nickel, little peasy five five, exactly. and that yeah. uh, big boot might be how you got to get that thing down the road if uh, you know. <laughs> You know, every once in a while, you might have to kickstart it. You know, that's all I'm saying. We'll, we'll give a little, a little peasy for that. I man, I that is like exactly what I had in my mind when I was describing mm-hmm. to Dylan Winters designed our logo. Uh, shout out to Dylan Dylan Winters Design Company if you want something as cool as our logo. But uh, man, that is pretty much the exact vehicle I had in my head when I told yeah. him what I was thinking about. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, so shout out to Tyler. Keep those vehicles coming. I mean, if you're in Virginia, you probably drive one of these things, it looks like. So oh, it looks like just the yeah, entire just... state of Virginia drives Steelers afternoon drive mm-hmm. rides. So, uh, yeah. And Tyler's done a great job of uh, getting them to us. So shout out to Tyler. Alan, uh, Tyler knows where to find you, obviously. Tell the rest of the people where they can find you. At A Saunders underscore PGH on X at PGH Steelers Now, SteelersNow.com. Subscribe to Steelers Now Press. Use the com- promo code Allen10. Get 10% off, thereabouts. And uh, all the best stuff for myself, Derek Bell, Nick Farabaugh, and the rest of the Steelers Now team. And like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Got all kinds of stuff. We got a whole bunch of new peeps on the YouTube channel uh, after our pre- post game content because people were angry and Najee was saying some yeah, stuff. Yeah, that Najee video. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, keep coming. Keep subscribing to the YouTube channel. We're at uh, 10,200 now. And um, let's 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 get that on up. Let's get let's get let's get let's get the momentum moving forward towards that. I don't know, fifteen k maybe. I feel like that's where we yeah, need. Yeah, I want we want those track by numbers. That's what we want. Yeah, we can't we can't <laughs> have them so far. We got to start reeling them in. Like let's let's go. Yeah. Uh, I'm Zachary Smith, PGH. Like Alan said, like subscribe, hit that notification bell here, comment down below as well. And if you're listening somewhere else, leave us a five star review, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever your podcast platform of choice is. Uh, for Alan Saunders and myself, thanks for jumping in, taking another ride on the Steelers afternoon drive. <laughs>